0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Charger Football Podcast, hosted by Andy Dietrich with Coach Doug Dinan. This week, we are joined by Carroll Senior Co-Captain and Defensive Lineman Larry Seibel. The Charger Football Podcast is sponsored by OPS Optimum Performance Sports, the official sports medicine provider for Carroll High School.
1: Last Friday, the Chargers hosted the Northrop Bruins on homecoming in front of a packed house that featured a near-mishap by the pre-game skydivers and a fantastic post-game fireworks show. Under the guidance of Athletic Director Dan Ginder, nobody puts on a homecoming football game like the Carroll Chargers. Once again, the Charger defense set the tone from the start by forcing a Northrop fumble on the Bruins' first possession to give the Chargers the ball inside Bruin territory. Seven plays later, sophomore quarterback Jeffrey Becker scored the first of six Charger TDs on a nine-yard run. Here's SummitCity.com's Jim Miso with the call. The ball is at the nine.
2: Second down and five for the Carroll Chargers. They can get a first down without getting a touchdown. Two receivers to this side, one to the right. And Becker fixed the handoff, goes off the right side. He's got blockers. He's in a five. He's looking for the end zone. Give that man Two six points. Nine. Touchdown. Carroll charges ten. Jeff Becker from nine yards ten. out.
1: The Bruins went three and out on their next possession, and a short punt gave the Chargers the football again inside Bruin territory. The eight-play drive was capped off with a 10-yard TD pass to senior wide receiver Leighton Mitchell to put the Chargers up 14-0. to
2: Becker rolling to his right, wants to throw, fires into the end zone. Give that man six points, yeah, Leighton Mitchell, you, 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 his favorite receiver, touchdown Carroll Chargers. Yeah, Mitchell last week with two touchdown yeah, receptions yeah, against Northside, and that's his sixth touchdown catch of the season. The fireworks go off, two possessions, two scores
1: for Carroll, and with 3.36 to go, they're up 13-0. The Chargers' third drive also resulted in a TD with another Becker-to-Mitchell pass. Welcome back, everybody, out of the Carroll timeout.
2: The first timeout this half. They lead 14-0, and they face third and five at the Northrop 12-yard line. Three receivers to the left. And Becker looks to throw over the middle. It goes wide open. Mitchell, give that man six points, and they made it look easy. 12-yard touchdown pass, Becker to Mitchell, and the Chargers open up a three-touchdown lead with 10.52 to go in the first half.
1: The final Charger touchdown of the first half occurred with about a minute before halftime when Becker hit Mason Englert from 14 yards out to make it a 28 to nothing lead at the break.
2: Three receivers to the left, one to the near side. Balls of the Northrop 15. Here's Becker rolling, got a man open! Touchdown! Mason Englert! And get that man six
1: points.
2: Becker has not exactly had his most accurate night passing the football, but he has three touchdown passes.
1: In the second half, the Chargers scored a touchdown in both the third and the fourth quarters. With just under five minutes left in the third, Matthew Ottenweiler picked the ball up from a strip sack by Andrew Murray And sprinted in from the 14-yard line for a touchdown to extend the lead to 35 to nothing.
2: Second down and 10 for the Bruins at their own 32. 4:43 left in the third quarter. Carroll 28. Northrop nothing. And Tachari under a rush. He fumbles the ball. It's a scoop and a score. Give that man six points as the fumble is recovered by Matthew Odenweller for a Charger touchdown. A scoop and a score for Martin Odenweller.
1: The Chargers get a touchdown from the defense. The Chargers would score a touchdown on their only possession of the fourth quarter on an 11-yard TD pass from Becker to Mitchell. Northrop scored on their final possession to make the final score 42-7 in favor of Carroll. For the game, the Charger defense held the Bruins to 174 total yards, with 62 of those yards coming on a single run late in the game. The defense created six Northrop turnovers, including interceptions by Kay Dynan and Ray Vollmer, plus Matt Ottenweller's scoop and score. Larry Seibel continued his dominant play with six tackles and a quarterback sack. Fellow defensive lineman Wes Stevens had five tackles and a sack, and defensive back Lincoln Lance had four tackles. Offensively, Becker went 12 of 23 for just 98 yards, but tossed four touchdown passes and had two interceptions. Jeffrey also ran the ball 14 times for 96 yards and a score. Running back Evan Harris built on his strong performance against Northside with 77 yards on 12 carries. Leighton Mitchell caught only three passes, but each of them was for a touchdown. Leighton has scored eight touchdowns through the four games. The 3-1 and Chargers remain in the hunt for the conference title, and they travel next to Bishop Dwinger to take on the 3-1 and Saints on their brand new on-campus stadium, Shields Field. When we get back from the break, we'll hear Coach Dynan's thoughts on the game against Northrop. OPS, Optimum
0: Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.OptimumPerformanceSports.com.
1: OPS, rethink your limits welcome back everybody uh coach dinan you know homecoming night kids came out ready to play and i thought they really took care of business yeah
3: homecoming is always a a very energetic evening Uh, you've got the skydivers and there was there was some excitement with that as well and you know there's there's homecoming itself and you know, the game and, and fireworks after it's, it's, it's a big event. You know, our administration, Dan Ginder, does a tremendous job in, in hosting that event. Um, you know, in the, in the game, the game, you know, played out as, as we desired, you know, we took care of business, you know, I thought that we played, you know, with some energy, you know, we, you know, we, we weren't, you know, at sh- we weren't as sharp as we had been on offense, you know, throughout, uh, earlier in the year, but, uh, you know, we were efficient. We put it in the house, and, you know, we got to get some guys in, in in the second half, you know, when we got up by 35. So, you know, our defense played played well, and they played hard and played fast, and, and that's got to be, you know, the catalyst that continues to propel us as we move forward.
1: I mean, so far this season's got two stories. Um, number one, going in, you were going to be starting a, a sophomore quarterback, and Jeffrey Becker has played great. And he's played really well. Um, you can almost say against Northrop, it was sort of an off night, but he still threw four touchdown passes and rushed for almost 100 yards with another score. So if that's one of his bad days, we're going to take those every time. Uh, and then the defense is the second story. And uh, we knew that your, our defensive backfield was really experienced and they were going to be a strong part of the of the defense. But the front line of that defense, that defensive line, has played fantastic. I mean, they held Northrop to 122 yards rushing, but 62 of those came in the last minute on a single run when you you know the second teamers were playing. So they basically shut down the running game for Northrop. And so, again, talk about that defense. I mean, they are really making it harder for teams to score on us.
3: Yeah, the defense is playing extremely well. And, and as you said, it starts with – You know, those guys up front and and Larry Sable is playing extremely well as, you know, as a defensive lineman. And, you know, we're playing, you know, all over the place. He's playing at defensive end. He's playing at defensive tackle. He's playing at nose. And and his ability to to get rush on the quarterback, to, to be able to defend the run at the same time, you know, helps out everybody behind him. Linebackers can make plays. Linebackers can blitz. Um, secondary can cover and, and and make the interceptions that they're making. You know, it's, it's because of it starts with those guys up front. And, you know, that's it's not just him. You know, it's you know, it's it's all the guys up front. Um, you know, Murray. You know, Stevens. Um, you, you put you know Reeve Muncie into that into that group too. Um, you know, and Aaron Jackaway and all all those guys are playing fast. They're playing physical. You know, they're they're making things happen on, on the defensive line and they're creating turnovers. You know, um, Murray created a turnover, you know, that uh, that Ottenweller happened to scoop it up and take it in for a touchdown. And you know, and there's a lot of excitement up front, you know, the physicality and the in the rush and, and and like I said, you know, you take it to the second level and third level and, and with that You know, if you can play strong defense, you know, then you have an opportunity to win. And it it makes it easier on the offense. You're going to be in better field position. You know, there's less pressure about having to score. You know, you don't have to be in that shootout mode. Um, You know, so we've had that luxury, you know, pretty much all season long.
1: Our defense is playing so well and they all tackle. They all tackle very well. There's very few missed tackles. Uh, They're flying to the ball. Uh, the one time you know the couple times this season when they get through the first level and the second level that third level cleans it up uh, Vollmer and Lance have done some fantastic open field tackles and kids are intercepting the ball they're causing fumbles now, I, I am tickle pink about this de- this defense they're playing fast physical and rallying to the football I don't think coach Rudolph can ask any more out of them
3: well we're, we're continuing to ask them to play at a higher level every week I mean you know, and that seems you know very demanding. But you know, if we desire to play for a championship, then we've got to prefer, we've got to perform every week, and we've got to play for a championship on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, throughout the week. So on Friday, you're you're ready to play at that level.
1: You know, my point wasn't that he's he's satisfied, where he's he's probably super pleased with these players, where he doesn't have to really work super hard on coaching the fundamentals, although that is a you know, a staple of every practice. But I think this group, since they are playing at a high level, he can really push them to play even higher and that those kids are receptive.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you know, with everything that you're saying. You know, it's it gives us and gives him the opportunity to, to challenge these guys, you know, to continue to play at a high level every week.
1: OK, so let's talk about offense. Uh, the one thing about your offense that I'm, I'm very pleased with, you know, we have just raved about the defensive line, but your offensive line is playing at a high level. And I thought against Northrop, they played really well, especially in the run blocking. I mean, Evan Harris was running loose every time he had the ball. Uh, when Carmody came in in the second half, he had plenty of great running lanes. And pass blocking is really is really good. I mean, if you get a chance, I mean, obviously you get to, but. If our listening audience would get a chance to watch film, especially the, the YouTube feeds from SummitCitySports.com, pay attention to the pass blocking. There are wide open throwing lanes uh, for Becker to throw to. It's just tremendous. I, I mean, I can't. Your defensive line and your offensive line are playing fantastic. And if you can control the scrimmage, you should have a great chance to win.
3: Well, we talked about the offensive line at the beginning of the season, you know, when week one. And, and we said that if the offensive line can perform, you know, at a high level, then, then we're going to be able to be very productive offensively. Um, and they are, they are run blocking very well. You know, like we talked about, we've got three guys returning, you know, Reed Muncy, Kyler Bills, and Orion Chenery. Um, you know, but, you know, those guys have done a tremendous job, you know, being leaders and, and teaching others, you know, how to play extremely hard. Um, Tyler Wearsman is playing right guard, and Luke Workman is playing right tackle, and and they're all playing extremely well. And and you add, you know, Eddie Bransfield into that, you know, he's blocking a good bit too from the tight end position. And you know, they're giving, you know, guys like Evan the opportunity to to run the football, you know, got, you know Jeff the the opportunity to to find passing lanes and be able to throw the football as well. Um, But that's where it all begins. It all begins up front on both sides of the ball.
1: Yeah, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, they get all the the press and the accolades. But if it's not for the big boys in front, they don't get to do anything. I mean, hats off to those offensive linemen. So, All right, when we get back from the break, we're going to hear from Larry Seibel. OPS,
0: Optimum Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll Community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. Ops, rethink your limits.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. Today's special player guest is senior defensive tackle number 33, Larry Seibel. Now Larry Seibel is a member of our defensive line that has played fantastic this season and mainly because he's one of the stalwarts of the defensive line. So Larry has 22 tackles through four games. Nine of them are tackles for loss and he has a team leading five sacks one more than he had all of last season so as you can see through four games larry is playing at an extremely high level so without further ado here's larry seibel
4: oh thanks for having me
1: all right larry so you know you just heard me brag you up but it's not only you on the defensive line i mean the three other guys on the defensive line have played fantastic so Give us your assessment of how the defensive line and the defense as a whole has been playing this year.
4: Um, I think, especially our D line, I feel like uh, we have a lot of confidence in all the guys that we play. We can we have that depth that we can bring in a lot of guys, and we trust everyone and have confidence for them to make the plays and put themselves in that right position. And um, one thing that I recognize this year, especially on our defense, is that we aren't like we're willing to sacrifice and for other people to make the play like. Especially on our D line, like there's some times where we have to like put ourselves in a situation that someone else makes a play, and I feel like that unselfishness really carries out on the field and allows the defense to make plays as a, as a whole.
1: You know, I've talked with Ray Valmer uh, and Lincoln Lance and Late Mitchell so far this year, and especially Lincoln and Ray, they've both said the same thing, and I've noticed this right away, even in the scrimmage game, but especially as the season started that. This team seems to have really good chemistry, and you see it on the interceptions that have been returned for touchdowns. So, if you can remember back when Tucker intercepted that ball, I believe it was against Lures and ran it back ninety some yards. There was a trail of blockers in front of him, and and one of them was you. And the same yeah. thing with Cade against Northside. And there's a lot of blockers in in front, so there's there's a ton of celebration where everybody's trying to do their job, and, and you know. Football is the ultimate team sport. I think this team shows it directly.
4: Yeah, most definitely. I feel like with those interceptions, um, we've done that in practice and we've gotten good looks from our scout team. So we're able to like take that from the practice field and translate it out onto the onto the game field with having blockers in front of the interception and all that and just us on the D line especially, realizing what's happening and what we have to do next.
1: Yeah, it's it's um, it's almost like basketball when you when you have a press, and then all of a sudden there's a turnover, and you immediately turn into offensive players. That that's exactly how that scene. So from my view in the press box, uh, the one thing that I noticed about this year's defensive line is it's so darn quick and fast. You know, Jack Way is in the backfield all the time. You definitely live in the backfield all the time. Uh, and it and it seems like there's good balance on this defense where there's three different levels. So you've got your defensive line as the first level of defense, your linebackers as the second, and then your defensive backfield as the third. And the defensive line has controlled the line of scrimmage almost every single game, and for most of the game. But if ball carrier gets by the defensive line, the linebackers are there to clean that up, and then if it gets by the linebackers, the defensive backfield is there to clean it up right away. So. Uh, give us an insight to a how you guys have gotten so much faster and stronger uh, with an extra year of experience, and b how the defensive scheme has changed at all to give us those three solid levels of defense.
4: Um, I feel like a lot of that speed and that strength came from uh, working the off season. Um, last year, we took away a lot of what we needed to with that experience, and we all we just all went into the weight room. We worked during the off season, got faster, got stronger. Got those things that we didn't have last year, and that we did well as it looks this year. Yeah, especially on the D line, we really don't have a whole lot of size up front, especially with the loss of Ethan Klingler. But we have used that, and we have um, we have put other guys in there like Andrew Murray, and he's making plays regularly. So, and he's more of a he's more of a speed guy than a power guy, and he is strong enough to maintain his blocks. So I think this us realizing where our weaknesses are. And taking that and making that speed and our main our main source of strength up front, especially up front. Another thing with like all three levels, I think especially with us at the D line, there's some plays, especially with polars, we have to get under the pullers, where if we make that running back bounce, we have enough trust in our linebackers and our safeties and our cornerbacks to to rush over and take care of that. It's just trust in all three of our levels that is really helped us and just doing our job, especially as a D-line.
1: So, so Larry, this is your fourth year in the program, and you are a two-year starter, and you've even got to play in probably three or four games as a sophomore. So, you've been kind of one of the major players uh, for us during your four years in the program. So, think about all four of your years in the program and all the teammates that you've gotten to play with. Who has been your favorite teammate since you've been a part of Carroll football?
4: I mean, I feel like my favorite teammate, I don't really like to pick favorites, but the guy that's always been there for me has been Wes Stevens that I've played with. I've probably played with him the most, saying freshman year, sophomore year, junior year and senior year. Like he's been there in every, he started a couple, he played a couple of those games that I did my sophomore year. He started those games that I started my junior year. And then he started every game this year. He's been that reliable source and, I would say kind of competition. I feel like we push each other a lot in practice, so I would say that's the guy that's motivated me a lot. But even in the past couple of years, um, I've taken things from different people I've played with. Like I've taken the hard work of uh, two years ago, Austin lineback, he's one of them, and then I take the fierceness of Edmund Johnson and the explosiveness of Terrell Griffin. I mean, I can just go out on the list of things I've learned from certain players in the past.
1: So now we know who your favorite player is <laughs> that you've played with, your favorite teammate. Now who is your favorite coach that you've had?
4: Favorite coach? Oh, that's a tough one. I'll say probably the guy I'm around most, which is uh, Coach, coach McCurr. I'll say him because just even in school, like I see him on the daily. Like I, I walk by him in the hallways or whatever, and I stop by his classroom, and he's just always been there for me and like if I need to talk to him about something I've always he's always been there to talk to and if I have questions about oh hey I think this could work better or hey this is an idea he's always there to listen to me and take into consideration so he's definitely one of my favorite coaches just because he's always been there but I have a couple of favorites from coach Wilson my freshman year and then this year coach Hensinger I mean they have a lot of football knowledge and they know what they're doing so there's always there someone to take some knowledge to take from someone.
1: Okay. So next year, uh, you won't be playing for Carroll High School anymore. Um, you're going to be in college. So couple part question again, A, uh, what college would you like to go to? And B, what would you like to study?
4: I really thought about college too much. Um, I've talked about it with uh, Coach Rudolph, especially he asked me not too long ago, if I was thinking about it, I was like, honestly, um, I've been, I'm going to put that college, like, where I'm going to go and, like, who I'm thinking about playing for during – I'm going to take care of that during the off season And one thing I'm focused on right now is winning games and getting better by myself, getting that D-line defense better. But one school I've looked up to is definitely trying, just the fact that, oh, they are close and they have a great engineering, which is why i going to go into. So that's definitely a school that's there. And I've been up there, I've had a campus tour, and I've talked to the coaches and all that, and it's – just a great facility and great people around. So that's definitely one of the ones that I've been looking to.
1: Yeah, it's not that far away, um, and they do have great facilities, and their their head coach is uh, a former Carroll guy. We know Coach Abs very well, and uh, it's close enough where your family can come up and watch. So it yeah, exactly. would be a great, great place for you. All right, so we know you're looking into playing football at Trine, uh, but if you could pick a dream school to play at, what would that dream school be? Um, I would
4: definitely say the University of Notre Dame. Just the fact that there's been somewhere from Carroll that's been there, done that, made it to the league. I mean, Drew Tranquil, he's done an amazing job. He was definitely a stud at Carroll that everyone's looked up to. And just the fact that he went to Notre Dame and was there for five years and then went to the NFL, I mean, it shows that it's possible. And I've always been a fan of Notre Dame. Myself, when I was growing up, so that would be definitely be a great school to go to if I had a dream college to go to. Plus, it's not too far away.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic school for sure. And and Drew Tranquil um, was the best high school football player that I've seen personally play in my you know twenty eight years as an educator. And uh, Drew's a gifted athlete, but the thing about Drew that should be a great model for anybody. Is how hard of a worker he is. I mean, he wasn't a big recruit by Notre Dame. He's worked and earned everything that he's gotten, and uh, the whole Carroll community is proud of him. All right, Larry, this has been a pleasure to talk with you. Um, you know, I've I've been out of the classroom long enough that I never had you in the classroom, and I only know you because you wear a silver helmet and you've got number 33 on your, your uniform. And that's the only way I know you, but it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I want you to keep playing fantastic and help that silver bullet defense continue to dominate our opponents as we go through the season. So thanks for being on the show, Larry. Yep. Thanks for having me.
0: OPS optimum performance sports is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll high school. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.OptimumPerformanceSports.com. OPS, rethink your
1: limits. Welcome back, everybody. For week number five, the Chargers are going to travel to the brand-new Shields Field on the campus of Bishop Dwinger to take on the Saints. Bishop Dwinger, as everybody knows, is a powerhouse in the SAC and the state with five state championships, including last year in that epic four-overtime win over Evans, Evansville Central. Uh, where That's the only state title game that actually ended regulation 0-0. Zero to zero and it went four overtimes and Bishop Dwinger won 16 to 10 to finish 14 and 1. last week they lost to Homestead in a great football game 17 to 15. If uh, Dwinger would have recovered the onside kick at the end, they may have been able to get down and and score a game winning football or uh, field goal. But basically, you've got a Bishop Dwinger team that's coming in off of a loss. Uh, and, and only their second game at their brand new field. And so they are going to be probably ready to play against the chargers. So what can we look forward to from the saints?
3: Well, they're a very talented football team. Um, and they've got a good quarterback, you know, they've got a lot of guys experienced, you know, that played on that state championship team. They've got a good, strong, you know, big offensive line, you know, good running backs. Um, you know, good receivers on the offensive side. And so, you know, even even though that they got beat by Homestead, you know, they still had efficiency on the offensive side. Um, there was just a couple of situations where they turned it over, you know, one within the red zone right before the half. That would have made a big difference. You know, but, you know, on the offensive side, you know, they, they like to run the football first. You know, they're, they're strong up front. Um, and they're going to like to throw screens. They're liking to get the ball to the outside. You know, they like play action as well. Um, so you know, defensively, you know, we've got to do what we've done. We've got to be able to defend the run first. We've got to put pressure on the quarterback. We've got to cover downfield. We've got to create turnovers, and we've got to capitalize on those turnovers. You know, on the on the defensive side, you know, they've got you know linebackers that are experienced and you know, coming back in the secondary that's very experienced. And we, we've got to be able to control the line of scrimmage. If, if we can do that, we can control the line of scrimmage and be able to run block and pass block. You know, I, I feel confident in the productivity of our offense. And so, you know, it boils down to simplicity. You know, the team that can block the best, tackle the best, and eliminate turnovers from your game is the team that's going to be successful.
1: That is the ultimate rep- uh, recipe for uh, for winning football is – Block tackle and don't give the ball to the other team. And as you are so fond of saying, make sure every drive ends with a kick.
3: Yep, that's exactly right. You know, and you know, saying that at the same time, you know, special teams have been a you know, a big key for us. And you know, and, and we're we're blessed, you know, with Trevor Horton as our punter and kicker. And we've got guys that are playing extremely hard on special teams on on returns, on, on you know, pump block and you know, the kickoff team, everything, and, you know, it's it's a big factor within the game. You know, everybody always says it's one-third. I don't know if it's one-third of the game, but, you know, it's impact plays, you know, and that's what matters down the road.
1: That's right. We've been very solid in, in our special teams, and, you know, special teams, obviously, I mean, you can have a great return and end up scoring, but... Uh, more than likely is a screw up. You know, you muff something and then it's a turnover. You know, it just, you can't be having that. And we haven't had that. It's fantastic. And we've done a good job on limiting returns on the other team. Um, except I think we had one decent return against us against Friday, but Trevor Horton with the big hit at the end. Uh, did you guys have fun watching the old kicker put a lick oh, on yeah. the ball carrier? Abs-
3: absolutely. You know, and he's, you know, he's a big kid and he tracked him down took a great angle. And you know, and forced him out of balance with a tackle. And so he did a tremendous job as that safety on that side.
1: Yeah. And that's right. You know what? He is the safety and he's got to clean it up if, and when that ever happens. And fortunately for us, it rarely ever happens. Uh, One thing I noticed about Trevor on his kickoffs is a huge percentage. Maybe half of them are touchbacks. I love touchbacks. You know why? Yeah, You can't score on a touchback.
3: That's exactly right. You know, you put the ball on the 20 and, and you know, it, it's a little demoralizing, you know, when you don't have the opportunity to get out to the 30 or the 40 on that return. And and it's a it's a great emotional lift for the kickoff team and the defense going out.
1: I mean, if you think about like with our team, you know, he puts it in the end zone, the other team gets it at the 20 and they got to go 80 yards against our defense. Good luck with that. I mean, that's a that's a huge huge weapon. Well, coach, uh, I wish you the best of luck in practice this week. I cannot wait to go see that new football stadium. And I really can't wait to watch our boys take on the Saints. I think they're going to be ready for them. And I think uh, Bishop Doinger better be ready for us.
3: Well, we think it's going to be a great game. And we're excited about uh, the opportunity to compete for the conference championship again on Friday night.
0: We would like to thank our athletic trainers, Steve Lubyhusen, Michaela Hoffman, and Jordan Redding who along with OPS and the Doctors of Fort Wayne Orthopedics provide all the sports medicine services for Northwest Allen County Schools. Go where the Chargers go.